With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ryan Elke, Ben Glaze, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Joining us now, a longtime friend of this program right here. He is a Spartan alum, and we need to air some things out. His name, Justin Rose. Find him on Twitter at jrosedet. Justin, my friend, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner? Everything is wonderful, fantastic, except if your name is Mel Tucker. Yeah, you know what? This is uh, th- this is very true. And for all of those wondering what Mr. Rose might be up to, you, Justin, have a brand new podcast that's out. I think you're only a couple uh, a couple releases deep in this. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, how it got started, where you're at, where people can find it, because it is all Michigan, Michigan State-based. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, Michael Spath and I, you know, Michael Spath used to work at WTKA Radio in Ann Arbor for some time. I, of course, was the Detroit media for seven years before I uh, pulled the plug on my own career, uh, as far as TV goes. Uh, you know, we had often got together and talked about this Michigan rivalry and how much we enjoyed it, but we also hated the fact that it's toxic and it's still very toxic and how fans talk to one another where we're not fans of it. So we said, why don't we have, uh, I think the way I put it was, why don't we bring a mature discussion to the kids' table? So when it comes to Michigan, Michigan State, all things football and basketball, you can check us out uh, on any streaming platform you like, uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, all of that stuff. It's uh, it's actually a great name. And, and Anthony, you haven't even heard of the name yet, so I'm excited to let you know that it's called I Love You, But You're an Idiot, a Michigan, Michigan State podcast. I love you, but you're an idiot. You know, I often refer to our rivalry here between Michigan and Michigan State as like dysfunctional relatives. That was brought to the table, I think, last year during hate week. And I thought that it was very good because we all have those relatives that we do love, but at the same time, really just bother the hell out of us. There's really not a whole lot else to (laughs) kind of say, but everybody knows because everybody's family's got them, right? We all got them. So it makes total sense that we would just find each other as the dysfunctional relative. But you're an idiot. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, there... I will read to it because we, we talk about how much, like, you know, you know a Spartan or Wolverine, what other side of the fence you're on. And you do love them. They're your friends. They're your uncle. They're your neighbor. They're whoever. But you also think they're idiots because they root for that team. And it's kind of a fun way of saying, you know what, I think we can all get along. At the end of the day, we are Michiganders. We are friends. We are neighbors. We're colleagues. Uh, it's supposed to be a fun rivalry, even though it gets a little icky at times. But at the same time, we all still have the same love for one another and we'll hopefully give each other uh, each other's shirts off our backs in, in dire need and stuff. So we just kind of thought it would be fun to, to do that. And he has a really great perspective on all things Michigan. I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on all things Michigan State. So it's a fun podcast. If you guys want to give it out, uh, uh, it's, it's available to you. I love you, but you're an idiot. Give it a thumbs up, give it five stars, and leave a comment for uh, for Mr. Rose here. Let's dive into this uh, debacle that was released late Saturday night in the wee hours 
of Sunday morning. I'm sure your phone, much like mine, had a lot of notifications on it. You had no idea what happened, and it was kind of like, oh, no, what happened? And then you opened it up, and you realize it wasn't anything personal uh, to your own life, but it was that the head football coach, Mel Tucker, had a story that was released into the USA Today uh, from someone that he was using as a vendor at Michigan State to help educate his young men on uh, sexual assault and harassment and violence towards women and all of those things. And now his name is in the report as well. What was your first, I don't know, your first sort of reaction to what took place? Well, you know, it's funny. I was actually in Denver this past weekend. I officiated my first wedding. I think I might have found a new calling in life because that was awesome. But I woke up uh, to get ready to go to the airport, and all of this is all over Twitter. And I'm like, wait a second. I was up until night. Didn't anything about it. And I watched the game on Saturday and all of this stuff. And I'm trying to figure out this has to be a joke. Like, I thought it was a joke at first. Like, someone who was trying to, like, pull a, pull a fast one on us. And then I kept looking and I kept seeing what was going on and I was like oh my god my first reaction was I gotta wait to see what's what's going on with all of this because you know it's it's too common in our day and age where people just jump to conclusions like right away and everybody is guilty without like the whole thing and then you know you know, you start to read a little bit more and then you start to go okay well he admitted to these things And then you can start formulating more of an opinion. You know, my first reaction after I kind of digested it for an hour and a half, kept on looking at other things, was, you know, I just don't believe that this is the type of person that can lead men, you know, young men. And my my program, Michigan State University, they cannot, no program should allow this type of behavior. And programs other than Michigan or Michigan State in the past have got rid of people that have not been able to hold the high standards that we want our leaders to have and mel tucker you know whether he didn't do anything illegal he didn't you know immorally didn't sit well with a lot of people doesn't sit well with me and my first reaction was that's that's his that's his prerogative to to chase those types of things uh but not 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 as a head coach of of my football program you know, that's kind of what I, I, I tried to address, and it's always very difficult to do so with topics like this, and I try to always be mindful and remind my listeners that when we're talking about topics like this, you know, you never know what you're going to trigger from somebody's past that might bring up something um, traumatizing that they might have gone through. And so it's always such a delicate situation, and when you're dealing with what Mel Tucker is uh, admittedly did, I can't say alleged because he did admit to it, uh, according to the USA uh, Today, although it is not technically, I, I don't know, is it, I, I can't really say it's not technically a crime because I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer and I, I don't want to go down that path, but it is that sort of, uh, that morality clause that exists here for universities. And what I wanted to get to with this is, does this kind of feel like a way out to get out from underneath that like massive contract that's looming over that's all anybody wants to talk about the results haven't been out there in the football field and it's like dude you did the one thing that's giving everyone the just cause for your termination like you basically you know for lack of a better way to put it you jumped off the cliff yourself well i'm not willing to go tinfoil hat conspiracy theory guy yet um did you see that late last night or later in the evening mel tucker did issue a a response 
And that that response basically was put out by his lawyer that he basically, to sum it up, I don't have it in front of me, I'm not reading it verbatim, but to sum it up, he's basically saying that this upcoming hearing on October 5th and 6th is a sham and he doesn't feel like he's going to be able to completely get ahead of this and he won't be able to put his side of the story out there like he doesn't get to present an opening comment or closing comment he doesn't get to present any evidence that shows that it was a uh, adult relationship between two consenting adults and you know it didn't seem like he was fighting for his job say but it looked like I'm getting ousted and, and it might have something to do with my race or gender or I mean it, it was very very interesting if you haven't seen it give it a look for yourself because you know look there are no real winners in these types of situations and I think that's always like what people want to talk about is like well who what what's going to happen to Michigan State what's going to happen to Mel Tucker what's going to happen to Brenda what's going to happen to this and that like everyone wants like solutions and answers when a lot of times like everybody loses like this is super unfortunate and as a Michigan State alum I'm I'm so tired of having to have these conversations about how something within our program or at our university just didn't go the right way. And unfortunately, this is just another instance where we, Michigan State fans, get the short end of the stick. And we have to, once again, band together and know that this isn't something that any, anybody as a whole did across the board. This was one man being a complete selfish person. And that's where I am just hanging my hat on this is Mel Tucker completely whiffed on his responsibility to the university, to the alumni, to his players, and into the future of the football program because of self selfish action. You know, it, it, Justin, I brought this up yesterday as well because I felt I felt bad for guys like Ryan Elke in the studio, right? And and he and his father being season ticket holders, loving that university. I felt bad thinking back to the Central Michigan opener where Tom Izzo joins a national broadcast for the basically the entire third quarter, and it feels like, once again, the legitimate friends in green and white get blindsided by something completely out of their control, and then they're, set, they're, they're basically left there to wonder and then to have to answer uh, their friends, their coworkers, their rivals about things that don't pertain to the wins and losses, which is all we really want to argue about anyways, and all this other stuff. I, I mean, that's, that's who I feel bad for in this whole, in this whole debacle outside of, uh, of the alleged victim is the fact that you have all these people that just want to have, is it too much to ask for a clean program in 2023, Justin? You know, it's not too much to ask. It's just getting there because if it's not one thing, it's another. And you just, I mean, look at college athletics across the board. Like there are no squeaky clean programs. I mean, maybe you want to say like Stanford. And at times you used to say, well, Northwestern was a pretty squeaky. Like it's just this, it's, I think it's just really, really, really challenging to literally get almost a thousand people on the same page for a football program. I mean, you've got trainers, you've got, you know, people in the back trying to help. You've got, you know, the, the, the social media teams, you've got the players, you've got the players. It is so hard to get everybody on the same page. And that's why you just look at some programs and you go, wow, how can they sustain success without having a ton of things going against them? 
And maybe some of them are legitimate and maybe some of them are not. I mean, again, the truth always finds its way out. And I, I honestly look at Mel Tucker and I think, you know what? You kind of showed us who you are, so we probably should believe you. You know, this is something where you are, you know, and look, personal lives are personal lives. And I'm not here to say what he did was necessarily like, you know, again, it wasn't illegal. He didn't break any laws. But at the same time, if you're going into recruits' houses and saying to them, hey, this is what it's, we're going to turn you into a man and we're going to show you what it's like to be a, a leader. And, and then you're out here doing this stuff while we're married, mind you. You know, and in his apology letter or whatever you want to call it from last night, he said him and his wife had been estranged for some time. You're still married, bro. Get a divorce. Then you can do whatever you want. But you can't do it on the company dime. You can't do it where it, 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 it was somebody who is in the situation that Brenda Tracy was in, in her career and in her life. I mean, it's, it's, he just made a collection of poor decisions and that you know, led to his ousting or eventual ousting. Justin, going into this 2023 season, if, if you can, it's kind of a tough question to ask after the fact, what was your level of confidence in Mel Tucker being able to restore Michigan State football to a nationally prominent program? You know, it's a great question, and, and it's going to sound, I think a lot of people are going to be, like, validated in their feelings. I don't ever necessarily know if I was all in, per se. I was at the point where, I started to see an uptick in recruiting. I did start to see some things, you know, start to go. And I also realized what a bad hand he was dealt to start with, coming in with D'Antonio leaving the way he did and at the time that he did. COVID slamming the door shut on any real chance for him to have a good recruiting class to start things with. Then they have the nice season with Kenneth Walker. So obviously he identified, was able to identify talent coming out of the portal. And I still think that they've had some guys that are going to contribute this year that are talented out of the portal. So I was in this wait and see approach, but I needed to see as far as like a head coach, like getting the right coordinators. And I still, now those guys have to look at this as an opportunity because they're coaching for their jobs. Like this staff could somewhat stay intact. Potentially. Uh, I don't think it will. I think they will go outside of this tree to restart uh, when it's all said and done. But at the same time, you know, you, you got a guy like Harlan Barnett. He, he's a Michigan State guy through and through. Could he right the ship here a little bit with the help and guidance of Mark D'Antonio as an associate? Uh, could he get these coordinators to continue to get these guys going in the same page? I mean, this, <clears throat> excuse me. this is a really, really unfortunate situation. But I, I like to look at things from this is one guy, right? This isn't an institutional problem like we've seen before, unfortunately. This is one guy's error of judgment, and one guy is not bigger than the program. So I'm excited to see people rally around this, this football team, these student-athletes, this coaching staff that didn't ask for this. Nobody asked for this, right? How is, how is everybody just going to – they can't just quit, nor should they. They should use this as a galvanizing thing to light a fire behind them and say, you know what? Not only do we have an opportunity to do something special this season, we get something right in front of us. This next game against an eighth-ranked team that has a lot of aspirations, you got a little revenge on your mind because they whooped you pretty good last year. Go out there, circle the wagons, and you have an opportunity to, to, to show that Michigan State football is not dead. Mel Tucker is the one that's out of here, not the rest. 
And that's what I, that's what I would say if I was in that room. That's a really good point you bring up there, kind of using this as a rally moment here. Now, last one here for you. Would you like to see them, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Coach Harlan there. Would you Would you like to see them go and stay in, in-house and try to get a Michigan State alum that can really help identify what Michigan State football is? Or would you like to see them go, you know, expand that search and try to go outside and maybe start fresh again? I I don't I, today I can't really answer that question because I need to I need to first see like this through. Mm-hmm. There will be a time when we can talk about coaching and who they should go after, and who's available, and who's interested, and who's not interested. You know, I mean, obviously everyone's talking about how they could just hey let's already start looking for a head coach. It's like you know what we're in week two of this season and they're two and zero. Oh, they've got an offense that can move the football. They got a defense that can stop the football. You know, Mel again. Mel Tucker is one. Person and most of the, as you know, as most people understand, these recruits, they're recruited by their positional coaches. So most of these positional coaches are still there, all of them, in fact, because nobody's gone to Mel. So they still have something to play for. And I don't, I don't, I think it's a disservice to start looking at 2024 and beyond when, when these kids still have 10 games to play. They haven't even cracked, uh, you know, the Big Ten schedule yet. And I think that, in due time, we'll have plenty of opportunities to talk about who should be leading this program moving forward. But at this particular time, I'm just trying to rally behind these kids because they didn't choose this. This isn't something that they wanted to have happen to them in the third week of the season, for love of God. Like, these kids deserve so much more. It takes so much effort to be a Division One athlete, and it should not be marred by this one coaching blunder and one human blunder that they don't get an op- a right opportunity to make this season special. So that's, that's my cry is let's support these kids. Let's support these coaches. Be there, be loud, and stick up for, for Michigan State, the institution, because it needs you right now. Well said there from Justin Rose. Find him on Twitter at jrosedet. I love you, but you're an idiot is available wherever you may get your podcast. Justin is always my friend. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Uh, thank you as always, partner. We'll, we'll touch base soon, my friend. Anytime, my friend. Have a good one. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.